0: Uh, uh, this is the Dawes Gang Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, welcome. And I'm your host, Zach Austin. I hope all of you enjoyed your Super Bowl weekend a couple weekends ago. It was a good Super Bowl weekend, as in the last episode. I did a preview of the Super Bowl. Now, before I get to who my guest is going to be on this podcast... Let's do a little recap of the Super Bowl, shall we? The Kansas City Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in the last 4 years by defeating the Philadelphia Eagles 38 to 35 at State Farm Stadium in Arizona. Let me tell you what. Patrick Mahomes has just cemented himself. He is the best quarterback on the planet. Winning his he, he, he this year, he has won his second Super Bowl. His second league MVP culminating with his second league MVP as well. I don't know if I said Super Bowl MVP yet, but yeah, all three of those. The number two is very important, but I'll tell you what he isn't. He is not the number two quarterback in the world. He is the best quarterback in the world. In the Super Bowl, two Sundays ago, he threw four, 182 yards and three touchdowns. On 21 of 27 passing with a 131.8 passer rating. Isaiah Pacheco ran for 15 yards, ran for 76 yards on 15 carries. Mahomes ran for 44 yards on six carries himself. And receiving, Juju Smith Schuster and Travis Kelsey led the ray respectively, with seven catches for 53 yards and six catches for 81 yards, respectively. Kelsey was playing against his brother in the Super Bowl, by the way. that's pretty neat. The game should not have ended like it did. We did not get the exciting finish we deserved, as they call the holding call, so the Eagles didn't really have any time. The Chiefs were able to just run out the clock and kick the field, go for the win. It's a tough way to end. It's a very tough way to end, if you ask me. Um... For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts played his heart out. He threw for 304 yards and a touchdown with a 103-4 passer rating on 27-38 passing. He played his heart out, and I think that goes to show what this Eagles franchise can be. It's a great Super Bowl, great year. The Chiefs' third Super Bowl in franchise history. It is, and again, their second in four years. The Eagles were in their fourth Super Bowl appearance. They are now one for four in the big game in their history. Now, will the Chiefs win it in, anymore in the next couple years? I don't know. But Mahomes is going to win three to four rings minimum. Um, now, no, I can't promise anyone will beat the Chiefs, but they're going to have to bleed to do it with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. He is the real future. Anyway... That's it for NFL. It was a great NFL season. I'm definitely looking forward to next season. In other news, I was at the Eastern A Divisional Basketball Tournament this weekend. Watched some good basketball some good friends. Stayed the night with my buddy Tyler over at his place in Billings. So, hey, I spent a lot of money this weekend, but I didn't have to spend a good dime on lodging. Yay me. But Divisional Basketball... Lewistown for the second straight years are eastern a divisional champions as for the second straight year They defeat the Glendive Red Devils in the divisional championship game. We'll have a Glendive guy on for you Here in just a little bit Well, unfortunately some technical difficulties I had are gonna have to cut this one short unfortunately Gonna have to cut the interview short. It's disheartening, but I guess that's how it's gonna be but um for boys, Lewistown 1, Glendive 2, Billing Central 3 after missing, a year, missing the state tournament a year ago. Haverford, they're going to have to play a playing game just to get to the state tournament. Um, I think that playing game, they have to play Columbia Falls in a playing game. I think it's at the Butte Civic Center. I think that's a stupid format. They should just take four teams to state. But the first three that I named are guaranteed. And Lewistown will go into the state tournament looking to win the first state title for a Northeastern A school since 1994 when the state tournament kicks off here in Bozeman here soon. Um, Now on the girls' side, Haver's the divisional champion for the first time since 2018. It's also the first time since 2018 that we've had a divisional champion different from Billing Central. Harden second. Let me think here. Billing Central third, Laurel four. Laurel's going to their first state tournament since 2019, provided they can handle Columbia Falls in their playing game as well. Again, those those playing games are stupid, and I don't understand why they're there. But then again, there's some good news. I talked to an athletic director who said they're going back to normal, the 4-4 format next year. So that's good to know, provided I can confirm that. I hope... It actually becomes a reality, but anyway, I'm gonna take a quick break here in a couple seconds on the Dolls Gang podcast. I'm sorry, but I regret to inform you that the original interview I had is gonna have to be cut short because I didn't really do a good job of editing this. Um, that one's on me. You know, I'll do a work twice as hard to make sure these technical difficulties and overwritten files don't happen again but um, at any rate we'll take a quick break and we will have Glendive native Parker Buckley on the show when we return we apologize for the technical difficulties but please welcome Parker Buckley to our show as we talk a little Eastern A basketball Glendive sports and we'll end a little bit with his experience at Dickinson State as a whole. Please have a listen and enjoy this next half hour. Just overall, you know, Eastern A, divisional basketball, um, what did we see this weekend? Obviously, um, this happens to be the fifth year in a row we've seen the same three team, top three teams on the girls' side, no particular order, but what did, what did you see this weekend from your own two eyes? Like Glendive, you know, Lewistown, like every other team, you know, who stood out to you and which teams, you know, had a chance to make it to state, but
1: kind of got disappointed at the end there. I mean, this uh Eastern A group of basketball for the boys, at least, um seemed very competitive. I mean, a lot of a lot of teams going into the tournament thought they had a chance. Like, I mean, Glendive. Take Glendive for example. Like you said, they had a losing record. They had lost a couple tough games in the regular season. That just a couple couple leads that got away from them and a couple shots at the buzzer that didn't go in but eastern a basketball has been very competitive the last few years and obviously we can see that lewistown is uh comfortably sitting on top right now but we saw with uh their central game i mean people can play with them teams can play with them if they play a they have to play a very good game but teams can play with them so i i think it's been super fun to watch a very competitive uh very competitive conference go at it the last couple years and especially this year where I really wasn't too sure who was going to make it I mean I've always thought Lewistown was in there Haver's been a very good team all year Central's good Mile City had a good year like there's there's a lot of teams that just had a chance at it and I mean the cards just fell where they did and...
0: yeah now for for a span of almost fifteen years, from that entire which spans to pretty much that entire state tournament drought, you know we'd be talking. You know, for example, I'll start off by saying seven of the last eight Old Eastern A divisional tournaments following Derek Selvig's graduation sent Billing Central and Laurel to state on the boys' side. And after that, start in the super divisional format for the first. Let me think. At least four. Sixth and leading up even to the first six years of the current eight of the super divisional format, Billing Central, Harden, and Laurel were pretty much still locks to go to state. I mean, Laurel missed out in 2018, but that's it. All the other teams in that time span made it and were usually in the championship game or even winning state championships. Mm-hmm. And now Look, look what we have the last two years. Different teams in the state championship. You know, we have different, or divisional championship, rather. You know, and then we have three out of the four teams that are representing the Eastern A state are f- from the Northeastern A. How will this change the dynamic of the Eastern A moving forward, knowing that, hey, these teams, like, aren't exactly the teams to be in the conference anymore, or at least based on how these last two tournaments went. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think um, kind of like we talked about Glendive already and that, that culture change, I feel like Eastern A basketball as a whole has had a co- culture change. Billing Central, Laurel, Harden, they were kind of the three-headed monster, you know, for a couple years, and, they, and you know, props to them, I don't particularly like any of those, those schools, but... I mean, props to them. They had a good – they had a very good run. And But now a lot of these teams in the Eastern A, Mile City, Glendive, Sydney, Fergus, Haver, they're starting to make runs now because kids are just finally tired. They're tired of it. They're tired oh, yeah. of getting beat by definitely. those guys. So that's – I think I mean, moving forward, it's going to be a lot more competitive.
0: Yeah. yeah, some teams are definitely better than others. But, I mean, I'll, I'll say in high school, you, you, you could see it in football a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. of course, Billing Central – from two thousand six to two thousand fourteen, won nine straight Eastern eight titles. Then the first three years I was in school, obviously Miles City won the conference, then Sydney won two straight, and Billing Central won undefeated season, but then Miles City won the conference again, and now Lewistown actually they you know, they were able to get it done. So um, you can see some resemblance there. You know, girls basketball, not much has changed for the top three teams, but um, yeah, what did you see in the championship game now this is the second straight year you know it's the same two teams that played which was nearly the last time each of those respective teams was in a state championship game mm-hmm. now what did you see you know in the regular season between the, these two teams and even in the championship
1: um just some really good basketball i mean uh like you know fisher brown and royce robinson very good basketball players i played against royce uh, for three years and fisher for two and just i mean they're very solid and those guys surrounding them uh they just know how to do their role those guys know how to do their role and uh so that's saying about lewistown they're i mean very good team and then glendive glendive was coming in hot they had a a couple big games from uh some of their younger guys i mean kobe smith had a few good games uh Riley Phipps really stepped up in a couple and then your obvious uh Michael Murphy he yeah he's doing it all for him yeah and, what grade is Phipps in is he a junior uh yes Phipps and Kobe are both juniors it's
0: like, I like to think Michael's the only senior starter off the top of my head mm-hmm.
1: yep yeah I think right now uh they've kind of had a pretty fluid starting lineup it kind of just depends matchup to matchup on who they start but um yeah they're starting quite a few younger guys they have a a sophomore, and then Michael, and then I think three juniors. Uh, Chase Crockett. I can't believe I left out my buddy. Very good string of games through the divisional tournament and in the championship. Played very hard, and and that's a thing that's uh, I think kind of separated Glendale from some of those other teams. Is they just played so much harder because they knew what was at stake. When some of those other teams like Park and Lockwood with those first two games is they hadn't, they don't quite know what that feels like yet. They haven't been in those big games. They haven't been in those. Park,
0: Lockwood. Even though, yeah, Park. Now, Park, you look at a couple years ago, if COVID hadn't ended the season in 2020, they probably would have got third. Mm -hmm. But there was that two-year stretch from Brendan Johnson and they and Peyton Cocod in his younger days. They were able to get to the state tournament a couple times.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was cool to, it's cool to see them all, uh, Blossom up, but it's just like any other program. They had those couple up years, and they had some guys. But now they're kind of cycling in some kids. Uh, they're kind of cycling in some kids now who maybe haven't weren't a part of that group. So it's just kind of for those guys. They're they're building it back up again, just like any good program would. And I'm sure give it a few years time, and they'll be back to competing at a high level and doing that for the uh, for Laurel or for Park there. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. Now. Um... You know, we talk about, um, obviously, I think this is Wade Murphy's 17th year as the man in charge. I might be a little off on that, but um, it it might be 16, but, you know, 16 years or his first or 17 years, something like that, his first 15 was unable to get to state, lost some close games, had some real... At first, he had some really good teams that could have made it, but didn't. Then he went back to you know, which what many people would consider the lowest of lows, and which eventually prompted, you know, obviously, you know, there's a lot of politics in high school basketball. You know, people going to the school board. You know, obviously, he was able to keep his job, but you know, there were a lot of people from all all over talking, you know, asking him these questions. Where he eventually went so far as to take it to a letter, a letter to the editor of the glendive ranger review um and then i think at that point they didn't have real strong teams in basketball but you know it you know did what would you say that moments kind of what eventually spurred you know like get like tell those younger kids hey we we need to get in the gym guys
1: yeah i think um well with all before i say anything coach murphy i've uh I've grown up with Coach Murphy. Coach Murphy has us, taught us since we were uh, just young, young kids, and I have nothing but respect for him. I, I love Coach Murphy like a father. He's a great guy, great coach. Just a couple, like you said, unf- or we had a couple unfortunate years, and we talked about uh, Laurel and Billing Central and Harden having their huge runs and just kind of running into that tough competition, and, you know, they, they just weren't able to get it done. But finally, I feel like we had a group mm-hmm. – Uh, that finally bought in that bought into it and we were we are devoted and we're all brothers on that team I mean we we grew up together playing so that I think was a huge thing for us and like you said yeah I think kind of seeing those bad teams and then starting to gradually grow up and seeing some younger kids uh, when we started playing at the varsity level as freshmen and sophomores I think it kind of got kids excited and that's what they wanted to do too they wanted to play varsity as freshmen they wanted to they wanted to play in the state tournament. They wanted to play in a divisional championship game. So I think that really is uh, starting to change. Yeah, and
0: you, you and Michael both did as freshmen, right? Uh, yes. You know, especially, you know, um, yeah, you started as a freshman, right? Because I know um, you know, you were on the news against Harden, you know, yep. h- hitting a three. Obviously, that was the year in which Harden was still in their big run. Mm-hmm. And,
1: yeah, we had a few uh, – we had a lot of freshmen that played for us, actually, because Riley Basta, Riley started – I started. Oh, th- um, M- Michael at that point
0: was in eighth grade, though.
1: Yep, he, when he uh, came up when we were sophomores, about, yes, Michael played.
0: What about Tavin Coon?
1: Yep, oh, Tavin, did? Tavin was um, and, Tavin was actually coming off a knee surgery, a pretty serious one uh, coming out of our eighth grade year, and he didn't play the first half of the season. And then um, he kind of found his way into the rotation a little bit towards the end of the like year. Same
0: with, like, Max Eaton kind of. Yep,
1: yep, Max. Max got a lot of playing time, especially when uh, – We had some foul trouble with some of those older guys so yeah we definitely had a very young group come in and play at a really young age and i think that that benefited us down the road because we'd played in so many varsity games against a lot of very very talented teams so we i mean we'd seen what it takes to win so yeah now um anyway something i thought up of you know we, we were actually talking
0: about this before i started recording this it's a nine-year anniversary of that semifinal game at the Easter Day <laughs> tournament. You know, it was, it was a, a a young man who eventually went on to a minor league career in the baseball ranks by, by the name of Brack Warren. I mean, he, I guess he may, he ended up making sure that drought went for as long as it did. Now, obviously, I was at the game. You tell me, like, you know, t- kind of tell me the stuff like you told me before before we got on here
1: mm-hmm. yeah um I remember that game very well it's one of the first uh divisional games that I feel like I was old enough to really understand and watch and uh Michael and I actually got to sit on the bench because my uh coach Murphy his dad was the head coach and then my dad was an assistant coach and um I remember sitting there watching it and it was a very good game very fun game to watch and uh like you said Warren hit that uh that shot at the buzzer and for me that was uh that was something I always remembered because it was how fast things can turn for you in basketball and basketball is a game of runs so for me I think that was a really good learning moment for us to kind of see like you got to play till the end and uh yeah I think that was that was very cool to see and yeah now,
0: now um You know, you look at basketball as a game of runs. You know, Miles City made a big run at the beginning of the game. Glendive came all the way back, had a chance to win it until the final three seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, like how in the world, you know, it seems like McGavin Gunlock, who was a sophomore at the time, was just at the free throw line all night. You know, there there were a couple key developments that kind of led to that big lead in the first half. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, if I remember right, it was a very physical game, and uh, they obviously those two groups like we talked about the rivalry mile city and glendive i don't think they really cared for each other too much so the the
0: student section especially that mm -hmm. that i feel like the next three to four years were the height of our student section Mm -hmm. especially against glendive
1: yes it was very yeah very fun game very cool to watch very physical and i i remember it just being a heartbreaker for our guys because they were they were that close to to pulling it out and it just didn't happen but you know that's how it goes I mean basketball basketball is one of those things where it that's just it just happens sometimes It's part of the game he made a great shot he the inbounder made a great pass to him and he finished it off so kudos to him yeah
0: yeah and um a couple key developments you know people need to remember some people might remember some people might not but yeah the Red Devils were issued two technical fouls in the first half. Mm-hmm. I bet you remember you remember what the first one was, right
1: or I don't know which one it was, but I, I remember both of them very well, actually. yeah um Coulter Coulter Bachmeyer got one because we were inbounding the ball and he had the ball out of bounds because it it had rolled off the it rolled off the court. he picked it up and he threw it in bounds to uh, one of the Schwartz kids and he he didn't take it as a, a real inbounds pass where the ball was live. So he caught it and walked out of bounds like he was going to pass the ball in because Coulter was gonna take the ball up for the play. So they called it out of bounds, turned the ball over. Coulter got pretty mad. He uh, he said something to the ref, like got a tech. Like goddammit, it kinda. Yeah, just some I'm not are sure are what you he said. Me or but he but yeah, he, he got after the ref a little bit, got a tech, and then the second one came almost right after that when uh, Coach Murphy, he had his whiteboard, and he hit his whiteboard. He broke it, and right? And it broke, and it hit the ground, and the ref thought he chucked it on the ground, and they instantly... Because that, that's up. the way I remember it.
0: I thought he like, threw it on the ground. Mm-hmm. I could. I was sitting with my dad at that game. He's like, man, Gavin's going to be shooting shoot, all night. Like, they're going to keep, keep putting Gavin on the line all night. Like, I'll tell you what, and... And he taught you this two years later. Gavin's not a guy you want shooting free throws with the game on the line.
1: Yes, very good free throw shooting. Um, well,
0: likewise, don't foul him on a half court attempt. <laughs> <even> though,
1: but, <laughs> Another um, Glendive mile City classic.
0: It's like, I, f- I feel like you could look across the history of every Mile City Glendive game. It's like the series is probably close to dead even at 500. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, very. Especially um, in my time in high school because I think we lost to them. Um,
0: yeah, it was a home game. Miles City beat them on the road. You guys being Tavin Coon at the buzzer. Yep, Tavin Coon. I was, at, I was at both those games. <laughs> that just goes to show, I mean, the more I think about it, I mean, Miles City was the number two team in the state going into the divisionals that one year. That that was the year Glendive didn't even make it out of the playing game. But that those both games they played were very close, especially the last one. And that, that goes to show you, doesn't matter like what your records are. You know, it's going to always go down to the wire when those two teams are playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miles City, I mean, obviously, Glendive made it to state. Miles City, with their great record, did not. But, um, you know, even with, like, the records, you know, Miles City had a 13-5. Glendive was, like, 8-12, and something like that. Yep. They came down to the wire both times. And even against Billing Central, obviously. But, yeah, that those two, like, that, that's a classic rivalry no matter, like, how far they end up going but mm-hmm. um but you know the red devils are the ones in the state tournament so um you know besides from them um you know butte central you know you have lewistown however better when they're playing game the four seats from the east better when they're playing game you know billing <laughs> central's back um Let's see here. Who else is going from the West? Dillon. They play Dillon first round. The Devils do. Yeah,
1: Dillon, right. Hamilton, and Frenchtown, I think.
0: And, and then Butte Central, obviously. Houston, they'll, Central. they'll play the winner of the Haver columbia Falls playing game, which mm-hmm. why does that even exist? But who do you see um, winning in the state tournament? In?
1: Well, right now, I'd like say... winning games.
0: Like not necessarily uh, like winning state necessarily, but like... Who, who can you see, you know, w- winning some games in the state tournament?
1: Well, I always like to be the homer here, and I think Glendive will sneak, sneak up on some teams. They're, they're a good team. They play hard, and I really think they'll, they'll put it together towards the tournament. And another team that I think is like that is uh, Haver. Haver is a very good team with some very good players that could really give some teams some trouble if they don't, if they don't uh, respect them. And that's uh, something that I think could end up happening. Do I think they're going to beat Butte Central if they win their playing game? No, probably not. But I could see them making a run towards a third place game or something, something along those lines. And, f- and from the West, if I'm truthfully honest, besides Butte Central and a little bit of uh, Hamilton, I haven't watched too much uh, of the Western A to see what they have, but I know some of these Eastern A teams. They'll play hard. They're rough. They're tough, and they'll find a way to win.
0: Yeah, if I remember, if I recall correctly, obviously Polson got third, which was. I mean, you guys beat them in the first round. That that was that was a, you guys gave Hamilton Hell an an overtime game at Missoula Sentinel, but Mm -hmm. um, I mean, back to Polson. I mean, I mean. They had, you know, Jarrett Wilson coming back. They had a number of players coming back from their third-place team. If I recall right, I don't even think they made the dance this year.
1: Mm-mm, no, like, they, did
0: they lose out or something? What happened to them? They they didn't even get the five seed. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think they played. Um, if I remember right, they played Hamilton in the first round of divisionals, of divisionals. at the Western mm-hmm. A. Where do they usually play that? Butte Civic Center. Um, yeah, at one of the at one of the high school. I think they uh, actually no, it was in Ronan. School. Yes, I think
0: it was in Ronan this year. That, that's. For one, that's weird. We'll get to that later. Like, they, it usually rotates for the West, but East, they just hold it at the Metro every year. That needs to change. They don't do that in volleyball. But mm-hmm. you know, what happened to Pulson?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure they – well, they lost one of their better players last year in uh, Colton Graham. Colton Graham. But,
0: yeah, I also know Jarrett Wilson, besides all the records he set in football, he was right up there as well.
1: Yeah, Jarrett, Jarrett and uh, – Oh man, I can't remember his brother's name. His twin brother. But, um, Trip.
0: He has triplets. I don't. I don't know if all three of them play basketball. But fun fact, my good friend Dalton Polesky tells me they're all left-handed.
1: Hmm. Are oh, you knew that as well, eh? Yep. I um. I met Jarrett before uh, we even played in basketball. We both got invited to a uh, um, camp that was run by. Uh, an NFL coach named uh, Marty Morningweg. Oh, and, that was uh, a quarterback camp. Yep, and I got to meet Jarrett uh, there the summer before my senior year, and very, I mean, very respectable guy, very ne- very cool kid, very nice, and then we obviously got to play uh, at State, and we, he's hes a big kid uh, compar- comparatively to me, so we, we definitely roughed it up a little bit in that game, and that was that was honestly one of the most physical basketball games I have ever played in my life. Oh, and the first
0: round game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Polson was very, very physical. They were very big, very strong. Yeah. and It was just a, it was a very tough game. We had to grind it out, and we, we thought we were better than them, and we ended up beating them. But I guess they, they ended up with the trophy. So you can, you can decide I mean, who. Won anything that can one. happen
0: in the state tournament, though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. Writes me back to what happened in the Class C tournament. I mean, like, Broadest beat Belt. And then uh-huh. Belt ended up getting third in the Class C bracket. But man, where was I? I you know, we were talking about Poulsen, But mm-hmm. um, okay, now that I think about it, um, you know, Lewistown's in the state tournament. Lewistown, obviously they the prognosticators would say they have the best chance to do it, especially like from the Northeastern area, They're, they'll be looking for their first state title since 1979. And I don't know if I've told you this yet, and this is for the rest of the audience out there, if Lewistown wins it, they will They will become, or if Lewistown wins it, or if and or Haver makes the absolute run of a lifetime, they would become, Lewistown would win their first state title since 1979, and they would become the first Northeastern A school, current Northeastern A school to win a state championship since the, the Haver Blue Ponies did it in 1994.
1: Holy cow.
0: So, yeah, that's before my parents were even married. So, <laughs> and, you know, last year was the first time a team from that division even made the championship since then. So, mm-hmm. can Lewistown get it done this weekend? I know Butte Central will obviously be their toughest competition and you can put Billing Central second. I think, at best, Billing Central will be in the consolation game, but... Mm-hmm. Can Lewistown get it done?
1: You know, I think uh, I've that, seen it from yeah. Those that's why guys. you play the games, right? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Because, like you said, anything can happen at the state tournament. And Lewistown, for sure, when I've watched them, is they're I mean they're a hungry group for sure. They they definitely have that uh, state championship game loss last year uh, definitely burning inside of them. And I think the only problem that will Get in their way as if they get into foul trouble. Or, they, uh,
0: you know, get complacent. You know, mm-hmm. look look a little bit too ahead, far ahead. Which you could say that for the first half of their semifinal game, but then I guess they had to call the timeout. Said, let's get the hell rolling, mm-hmm. right? And th- you might see that from them. You know, that's just the type of group of kids they are.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very. Uh, they can get going very quick, and Coach Sparks does a good job with them. And he's a he's a great coach, and he has some great players that he's running drawing stuff up for running stuff for and it's it's hard to, it's hard to be behind in a game when you have so many good players that can make plays
0: yeah and um you know I, I feel like if they if those two teams end up meeting meet in the championship game again I mean they beat butte Central in the first game of the season which it's hard to tell from like I don't really feel like week one means anything mm-hmm. but um you know this goes for every sport really you don't know what they're gonna be. But um, you know, look at that. I, I feel I feel like Butte Central might just be playing their best basketball, and Dougie Peoples, especially, is playing his best basketball. He scored 41 points in the divisional title game, and he looks primed for a Gatorade Player of the Year run as an from an individual standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Butte Central is definitely a team that is playing their best basketball at the right time, and. I guess the last question I'll end on is now. Obviously, you know we we talk about basketball, and actually, I might ask a couple more questions here. Um, for it. you know, just kind of tell me, you know, your you know your senior year, you guys were the, were the squad, and finally beat Central and got to state. I keep telling myself that this question is a kind of a bad habit one to ask, but. You know, what was that like? You know, you did something that no team had done in 15 years. You know, culminated with you giving Coach Murphy a big hug and him, you know, waving his <laughs> arms, as the video often shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean that was something that uh, our group of guys had been dreaming about for a very long time, and something that we'd been talking about uh, for coach with Coach Murphy for a very long time, and it was so good to finally. It felt great. It was surreal, like when we got subbed out of the game, and you look up at the scoreboard, and we're up twenty with ten seconds left. It was just, it was just surreal. Like we'd we'd finally accomplished one of the goals, you know. And obviously, our goal that year was to win a state championship, win a trophy at the state tournament, and that didn't happen. But one step at a time. I mean, one step at a time. Like we talked about building a culture, and just uh, it was so fun to do that with all my with all my boys with all the guys I love because we had we had eight seniors on on our team that we'd played with since we are third graders so it was it was just surreal and to get that for coach Murphy because he coach Murphy is one of the most hard hard guys I've ever met and he he dedicates his his whole life to this stuff he wants to he wants to improve the program in Glendive and he's he's worked very hard for that the last couple years and like you said that uh that picture of coach Murphy and I, I remember, um, I gave coach Murphy a hug, a hug. And I told him, I was like, this is, this is for you. This is, we did this for you. And, uh, I told him I loved him and that was just a, a really good feeling for us. And just to get that win to finally spark something, you know, for Glendive. And, um, I guess one final
0: question I'll end on. Um, so now obviously football is where, you know, you kind of, the, the route you chose you know came to Dickinson to do that mm-hmm. um and quarterbacks the position you got recruited to play if I recall correctly yeah and is that the position you're like continuing with or still playing quarterback or
1: yeah as of right now um that's the plan but um you know things are subject to, to change sometimes and I love playing quarterback and I love uh being that guy for the team but at this point in at this point in time, we're playing at a very uh, high level at a college uh, NAIA that has had a lot of success in the last couple of years. We have seen a lot of very good players, and you know if coaches if coaches were to ask me to switch position, and if that's what's best for the team, you know that's you know that's what we're gonna do. I'm just out there to compete and uh, live out my dream of playing college football. Oh yeah, so. definitely. Um, same could be said for myself
0: in running now. I like to think I also knew that, like, Aaron White probably, like, sat for four years before he got the starting gig his senior year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You could probably say the same for Drew Bodecker, but, I mean, it's all a process, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. And, it's and all that's just probably like why, like,
0: a lot of that's why they redshirt pretty much every incoming freshman that comes through there. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have a Glendive guy as your quarterback coach, eh? Of course, yeah. And I'll probably – I, I like to think there's a good chance he'll be my next guest on here. You know, like <laughs> Brock Osweiler's coach and the last Glendive football coach to walk out of Miles City victorious. So it's always good times, Miles City and Glendive guys talking on a podcast. But mm-hmm. ladies and gents, you've been talking to Parker Buckley. Parker, thanks for coming on.
1: Of course. Thank you, Zach. I'm sure we'll see you again.
0: Now, it's Parker Buckley you were just listening to. Were a couple things that we missed that, unfortunately, I was not able to get in this. Um, Parker and I actually made a bet that, if to start it off, that I can have them on the podcast if both Miles City and Glendive made it to state. Neither Miles City team boys or girls made it to state, but Glendive boys did. So I guess we decided what the heck. I'll not lose the opportunity to put that of all things out there. But it's going to be a good state tournament up in the Bozeman Fieldhouse here in a couple weeks. And yours truly will be there. And I'll probably do a recap of that after the state tournament's over. Again, I like Lewistown as the favorite. I think Butte Central is the team that has the best chance to challenge them. Um, you know, Lewistown wants to get revenge and. Can they duplicate in basketball what they did in, in football and win an undefeated state championship? That'll be the question a lot of people will be asking. It'll be Dougie Peoples against Fisher Brown, who recently scored a Class A record 54 points a couple weeks ago against Harden. So along with Royce Robinson, Max Ray, Gage Norseline. What a fun state tournament next weekend at the bozeman Fieldhouse at msu that it's promised to be speaking of msu another guest you'll likely hear me talk to on my next episode will be my good friend and cousin as we talk about college basketball it's march already we're nearing march madness both msu montana state bobcat men and women are trying to win back-to-back big sky conference titles Oh my. It's tournament time already. We're really in the heart of basketball season, so but can the Bobcat men and women make it back to back national tournament appear- NTA tournament appearances? Once they are able to get to the or if they are, but When the NCAA tournament bracket comes out, expect me to be talking a lot about college basketball, basically a March Madness special next time. So just so you can, you know, that's basically what you can expect to hear in future episodes here in the next couple weeks. But at any rate, you've been listening to the Dolls Gang podcast. Thanks for tuning in and then we will see you next time. Peace.